Hey, you guys, you're going to want to listen all the way through this episode because we are talking lots of Grammy talk and also uh, talking lots about a show we actually didn't watch. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, none of us did. Uh, Talking about the Grammys, what did we really think about Taylor Swift? We'll let you know. And also, it's very important for young Adam to get a geography lesson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was so embarrassing. (laughs) Enjoy the show, everyone. 90s Now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Hyland. Hey, you guys. Big show today. Why? Well, not just because you, Kelly, and you, Adam, and me, Sharon, are here, but we are, uh, I think we're in our our Grammy uh, afterglow. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to try and talk about as much as we can uh, because Shannon Doherty's made news again uh, from the whole departure from Charmed. That whole hot and prickly topic is uh, back in our ears, so we will try and uh, get into that a little bit. It's a hot topic. We should talk about it, right? Uh, also, we'll try and talk about a super group that never was. So if we don't get to it, you'll never know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's trivia is going to make you feel either really good about yourself or question whether or not you were in the 90s at all. <laughs> and your 90s rewind will be a musical stroll back to the near the beginning of the decade back in 1991 around this time so after music the biggest night i think every award show calls itself the fill in the industry fill in the blank biggest night i think the grammys is probably the most impressive of all the awards uh for music anyway so let's start there we are coming off uh what i think kelly and i agreed on were the Best Grammys in a long time. And I'm going to add my name to that list of people who agree. Oh, good. With that statement. I don't know of all time, but it was a great award show. Oh, yeah. It hit everything. Like, I mean, starting with the fact that John Bon Jovi was the Music Cares Person of the Year, uh, recognized for his efforts, uh, philanthropic, and otherwise, the John Bon Jovi Soul Foundation, which works with uh, alleviating hunger and homelessness. Uh, fun fact on that is, uh, was it on the red carpet that uh, he gave fans uh, inside scoop as to his son's wedding? So his son, Jake, is marrying um, Millie Bobby Brown, right? Yep. And somebody said, will you be performing? And he went, yes, definitely. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like as if your uh, father of the groom is... John Bon Jovi is not going to perform at the wedding. Um, so I thought that was fun. It really, uh, it it makes him, you know, even more human. He's just like a regular guy. But this this was one of those things that seemed to humanize him even more than that. I love that he thanked Bruce Springsteen. I love that Bruce Springsteen was there for him coming off uh, his mother's passing just a couple of days earlier. Um uh, so he expresses gratitude for Bruce Springsteen being there. Also, I loved what he said in his thank you to Paul McCartney, who was also there, basically acknowledging that everybody in the room musically is doing what they're doing because of Paul McCartney. Yeah. Like talk about uh, like the a nucleus of uh, of art. Paul McCartney is just like, he too is like this regular guy. He just happens to be Paul flipping McCartney. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not sure he knows he's Paul McCartney sometimes, you know? Only when they call him sir. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we all enjoyed the show overall. What are your uh, takeaway highlights? You go, Kelly. So much. First of all, love everything about Miley Cyrus. Oh, my gosh. She was great. Finally getting the credit she deserves. Yeah, and she just, first of all, her look, just because that was the first thing that we saw 
of the night was how epic she looked channeling her yeah. Tina Turner. Totally. Um, her acceptance speech, the fact that she gushed over one of our faves, Mariah Carey. And that Mariah Carey was so there for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like we heard when um, uh, Miley walked up, she said, you know, please stay here. Yeah. And Mariah's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> she's just so present and I love where she's at, uh, Mariah, but also Miley. Come yep. on. Yeah. So she's that- such a great performer. Oh, my yeah. God. And I love that she changed the words to say, I want a Grammy. Like it was just. Yeah, that like, was super fun. She like her, she was like the the joy of the night. I think just her. Obviously, obviously, there was a lot of joy, but she was like pure joy in a good space. So love her. Um, I Really enjoyed Dua Lipa's performance. Like, she was yeah. on fire. She started the show, like, great. Um, also, like, big hats off to SZA and her team because her performance was, like, beyond bananas with the martial arts. It was so oh, good. Oh, my goodness. And, and also, acceptance- I'm not an attractive crier. Thank yeah. you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, her acceptance speech with and having Lizzo there was amazing. Super happy for Victoria Monet. Especially, I don't yeah. know if you guys saw, but a, a tweet came out uh, that someone had found that I think Victoria had put out 13 years uh, – sorry, in 2013 – Okay. And it must have been right around the time of the Grammy. So I think she was watching the Grammys and said, I'm staying in tonight working on my Grammy. Like working on getting a wow. Grammy. And right. then, uh, you know, then gets one 11 years later. Wow, um, yeah. Annie Lennox is oh, just man. bananas. Yeah, and, she is good. Uh, just so many more. Like I could go on. But I just felt too like the, it was it was like a it was just such an amazing vibe. Like it was almost like the Mariah, sorry, the Madonna concert where I wasn't expecting it to be that amazing, and then it was that amazing. Yeah, agreed. I, I And the funny thing is I go into the Grammys every year thinking it should be amazing. So and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's moments of amazing, yeah. and sometimes it, it kind of lets you down. But this time it seemed amazing overall. The, the way they did the In Memoriam, which would have allowed Annie Lennox to do her thing to pay tribute to Sinead O'Connor, mm-hmm. uh, a, which would have brought Fantasia Barino out to channel her in a Tina inner Tina Turner mm-hmm. uh, Stevie Wonder doing uh, Tony Bennett music um, Jimmy Jam just... and Terry Lewis and Nesby to you know to uh, to honor yeah. Clarence Avant oh my goodness just something man uh, and and as far as crying goes Joni Mitchell made me cry yeah I was about to say the same thing I was that was not on my bingo card for the Grammys no way and I'm not. I I know Joni Mitchell, but I'm yep. not like the biggest fan. You know, I'm no. I'm 30. She's 80. But it was so emotional. It took yeah. me by the, mm, like, the yeah, deep emotions. It was really, really humbling and touching to see this uh, that performance. And I think that's the kind of thing. Like you point out the your age difference, and I think that it's it's that kind of performance that bridges the gap that creates fans of of new generations for her because she writes so like pointedly, poignantly, poetically. She's, she's pure art. So that's why that stuff cuts right through. So it's mesmerizing, not just to see that she's um, healed and worked toward getting past having suffered a, a brain aneurysm, but the, her poetry is just so, like you said, it grabs you that yeah. it's it it defies uh, generations. It's universal music because poetry too universal. For me, that song is like I remember hearing it when I was little on the radio. 
you know, my mother would have the radio on in the background, and I, that's one of those songs. And it was done mm-hmm. uh, by um, Judy Collins, made it a hit. And so to hear Joni Mitchell sing that song, that sort of I've I've looked at life from both sides. Now she's got her own version of both sides, you know, like beginning of life you know closer to the end of let's say i'm not wishing anything but like just the the two sides of experience no matter how old you are it hits and Mm -hmm. my goodness that was good yeah unreal Mm -hmm. and you know it was true for Joni mitchell's performance but it was also i'll say for for billy eilish for um um i'm blanking on on other performances but the mic at the grammys the microphone is on yeah and, you know, sometimes the performances there, it's really, I'll say, humbling. You know, it's not it's not about being all out and all, you know, some other some other shows. It's there's too much production. You can see that it's a pre-recorded performance. Right. And I love how the Grammys just keep it about the music. Yep. And it was true tonight. It's true every year. But I, I felt like yesterday it was. A gr- and I'm a musician, right? So it. It's it's fun to to just to, to witness that. Mm-hmm. And Tracy Chapman? Oh, come oh. on. Like you could, the the fun part was seeing uh Luke Combs watching her as she was singing mouthing the words. Yeah. Like this guy was in in pure glory, you know? Like yep. having covered the song because he loved it because he grew up with it. Again, another um, another explanation of uh, or version of defying generations. He just loves the song and to get her out and perform it like and flawless. Mm-hmm. She's perfect. She performed it perfectly. Her voice is it, like almost impossibly better. Mm-hmm. Just wild. Loved it. I, love- I had a discussion. Oh, go ahead. No, Kelly. no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, go. I had a discussion with my mother this morning about the Grammys. Mm hmm. Um, cause we, we were talking about Jay-Z's speech and we yeah. were talking about how, you know, there, there is some politics in the Grammys and oh yeah, whoever wins isn't always the one that, that should win. You know, it's a popularity contest. It's a quality contest. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's, there's a lot of blurred lines in who should win. And my mom asked me, so then if it's all about politics, why do we even bother having the Grammys still today? And I answered, did you enjoy Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman's performance? Did you enjoy seeing Billy Joel put out his you know, newest song in over 30 years? Did you enjoy Meryl Streep presenting a Grammy at the Grammys? Did you enjoy all those moments? Yeah. Well, you know what? That, there's only one place where they happen. Yep. And it's at award shows like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quality. So still relevant today, my opinion, on the Grammys. Agreed. I love how everybody in the audience was bananas seeing uh, Tracy Chapman. Oh, yeah. Even when they flashed to Oprah, Tracy Chapman! (laughs) You know what what the crowd didn't seem enthusiast about? And I might be wrong. Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift's acceptance speeches? Sorry, what did you say? Taylor Swift's acceptance speeches? Uh, Both acceptance speeches. (laughs) I feel like when she announced her album, everybody went, ugh. Okay, again, she came here to do a publicity stunt. But and I don't. I don't. Worked, I right? don't even want to get started on the way she ignored yeah. Celine. But, ugh. But I felt like the room didn't enjoy all of that. It wasn't just me in my in my in my living room with my friends. I felt like everybody just had the same feeling. I think. I think over the years we talked about Taylor Swift, so it's going to sound funny what I'm about to say because I, I know what I have said in the past 
I don't like when she feigns surprise. Like, what? Sometimes it seems overdone. It was overdone. But for the one where she won, album of the year, she's now the first artist to do that four years in a row, right? Yep. Yep. So that's a big deal. So I can see that she was genuinely surprised by that because that's not a guarantee. It's not a lock. Um, but how many likes did she get on her post when she said, I'm going to go backstage, take a picture of this and post it? Like, you know what? A minute after, because yep. we went to Twitter to see the, you yeah, know, see the album cover. Great album title, by the way. Let mm-hmm. me just say. Um, yeah. After a minute, she had 155,000 likes. So she knows who her audience is. Of course. So it's not the Grammys. And the Grammys have often been accused of being like a a glad-handing experience, right? But the truth of it is that it does, it's artists celebrating the art. When it steps out of that is when people go, wait a minute. So she, I think, stepped out of it, but acknowledged that her fans are the true, like, uh, enjoyers, (laughs) which is not a word, the true uh, recipients of her art. It's not mm-hmm. the people in the room. So You're right. to, to You're use right. that moment, I think it, it wasn't wrong. It was certainly calculated. And I didn't see the whole show because I had to go to bed because I had to get out for work. So the one of the first things I saw this morning, though, was, you know, she snubbed, Taylor Swift snubbed Celine. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know that she would have done that. Beca- and then I saw other things like leading up to it. So when Celine walked out and the music was playing, they flashed a few people and one of them was Taylor Swift and she was singing along to the song. So she was in it. And I think she was legit stunned. And then there's a picture of them together after hugging. So because that's what a good PR manager tells you to do. Well, right, yeah, I'll shut up about this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But she she did it, and and I don't think that Celine's feelings were hurt. You know, like I'm I'm sure that Celine was just happy, thrilled, in fact, to be there, to be out, and to be received so warmly from mm-hmm. everybody. Uh, and Taylor Swift will do Taylor Swift. She's and she's damned if she does, and damned if she doesn't. I think. Mm-hmm. But she's yeah. a solid songwriter. We know that. If anything, if any if any criticisms I've ever thrown her way, uh, I've always rested on the idea and the truth which is that she can write a hit song she's good mm-hmm. that she can well solid segue from moving from uh, relationships and growing uh we will talk about uh shannon doherty and her departure from the show charmed which is almost uh 20 years ago so the fact that we are going to be talking about it again is is news in and of itself but before we do that we <laughs> should make some tra- time for kelly's trivia 90s <laughs> now trivia bing bong starting with news and politics to get the heavy one out of the way oh great Ooh. i can't hey. wait <laughs> sharon says that with tongue and cheekness um <laughs> in 1998 albanian separatists at which balkan region came under attack can we have a hint starts with a k can I hear that question again? Yeah. Sharon should know this. And Adam, you're like a history buff. You were four, so you should know it also. <laughs> I like the judgment. Sharon should know this. Yeah. Know this. She's old enough to know better. Um, in nineteen ninety-eight, Albanian separatists in which Balkan region came under attack? So we're looking for a region. So like a name of a place. Sharon. Yeah. Kazakhstan. 
Ooh, close. Ooh, not good enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I guess two? Because, you know, we're just having fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun between friends. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm thinking of two regions that start with a K. Okay. So first one is going to be Kuwait. Okay, no. <gasps> Kosovo. Yes. Oh, very good. Ooh. Yes, of course. Kosovo. And then they did the, the benefit concert. Yeah. Yeah, because Kuwait is in Africa, so... Kosovo is in That would have not been a good guess now that I think about it. And Kuwait is in the Middle East, Adam. Kuwait is in the Middle East? Two separate regions. Yeah. No, Kuwait is in Africa. I don't think so. No, it's not. Wow. Wow, that is is a humbling experience. You know how I know? Because back in 1991, (laughs) Vanilla Ice won an award, I think an American Music Award, and I'm pretty sure he said... Peace in the Middle East. Do you remember that, Chad? Wow. Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah. It's not a bad wish. Just no. <laughs> the, the messenger with his, you know, shaved lines on the side of his head and his ball cap sitting on top of it. Yeah. Got it, fella. Yeah. Peace. <laughs> Actually, Adam, you have to find that after and watch it because it's like, it's, it's like he's in all his glitter glory. And in, in wait, his, who said that? Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. Wow. Yeah. I'm pretty Rob like Van I'm ninety nine percent sure. I'm sh- like because you remember Sharon like because it was him and MC Hammer like winning like awards at the American Music Awards, and then I'm ninety nine percent sure it was Vanilla Ice that got up there and he's like, "Thank you, th-, whatever," and then, and he's like, "And also, peace in the Middle East." And then like, it was a lot. Yeah, it was hard to yeah. take in his glittery ensemble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, pop culture question. Yeah. This is oh. actually, I wish I had found this uh, coming off our Madonna, uh, you know, diatribes because this fits in very well. The cone bustier worn by Madonna on her Blonde Ambition tour was designed by which Adam. dude? Go, Adam. Was it Jean-Paul Vautier? Yes, sir. Yeah. Woo. Sharon, do you know that? Jean-Paul Vautier or Gautier? Gautier. Yeah, I believe I did. Did you know it, Sharon? Yeah. Well, because I have a similar outfit, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just wanted to create a visual for you all. <laughs> she normally wears a, a cotton blend, <laughs> so it's nice that she could step out into her coned uh, corset. Yeah, you know, that would have worked onesie. well for you if you needed to go to a um, like a fast food restaurant because you could rest the tray. Right on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have that yeah. and that. <laughs> the Great. Pointer Sisters. Yeah. You and I will go to, uh, <laughs> to Harvey's and we'll try this out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, let's talk Charmed because we are, in fact, charming. Yeah. Uh, the whole conversation about the split between the show Charmed and Shannon Doherty is back in our ears because... Shannon Doherty is back in our ears, her and her podcast, right? So that's come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, the accusation has uh, brought more heat to the feet of Alyssa Milano, who was slash is accused of strong arming the producers of the show pretty much to get rid of her, right? Yeah. Threatening that if they didn't do something that she was going to be uh, claiming a hostile work environment and more things. So, But didn't Sharon say how horrible of a person she was on set? I'm Sharon. Oh, did I say Sharon instead of Shannon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oopsie. And I am lovely on set. 
She may have said so because she had a pretty, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say she had a toxic reputation, but she had a, a sour reputation, kind of uh, like sharp edges sort of thing. That's what I remember. Yep. Um, and did they replace her on that show? Like, was there, yeah. weren't they Rose all sisters McGowan. or were they just friends? Rose McGowan. No, they were sisters. Oh, right. Rose McGowan was brought yeah. in. Right, right, right. So here's a here's a funny thing. About two weeks ago, I actually listened, so not knowing this was going to come up again, I uh, listened to the episode on Shannon's podcast where she had Holly Marine Combs uh, basically yep. back up the claim. Oh, right. And they're super tight in real life. And uh, so there was a whole discussion. And uh, then I went, because then I went down this rabbit hole. And it's funny because I never even watched the show. Like, I never even watched that show. But seeing these two, because I have been a fan of Holly's for a long time. Like, when she was back on, it was at Picket Fences, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, I've always liked her. And in this chat with Shannon, like, you can tell that she is still a very big, um, like, she carries the torch of that show, Charmed. And Shannon even said in the, their conversation, like, how much work behind the scenes Holly was putting in. Like, at one point, I think she became a producer on the show. Oh, wow. And was, like, living and breathing, making sure that that show was doing well. Um, and apparently, not apparently, they both confirmed this, that the network didn't want Holly, and it was Shannon and, um, oh, my God, what, uh, Aaron Spelling that fought for her. Oh. To get her to, for them to agree to do it. Because they had signed Shannon and they were auditioning Holly and mm-hmm. she wanted her and she told Aaron and he's like, and I think she said, will you go to bat for me to make sure like she put, because I think she threatened to walk, something like that. Like Shannon oh, wow. threatened to walk if Holly didn't get the gig. And so got the gig and any, anyway, they're super tight. They both corroborated the story. But then you go and you look at Mal- uh, Alyssa Milano and her thing and it's just so hard because, like, they're really, like, they're they're so down the middle. Like, it's like they really see the same situation differently. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like her truth, her truth, the truth in the middle somewhere. Right. And interestingly, part of the accusation toward Alyssa Milano is that she doesn't actually answer the question. Mm. It's almost politician-like how she doesn't answer the question. <laughs> she talks about mm. the surrounding stuff, but she doesn't deal with yeah. the accusation of what what they claim she did yeah. which was which is interesting because if if Shannon herself said that she was trying to strong arm the network by saying I'll walk if you don't hire Holly mm-hmm. so then Alyssa Milano basically does the same thing but I yeah, think Yeah, I don't pre- think Alyssa when this was going on I don't know if they'd chosen No, cuz I think if if uh, I remember correctly there was another girl in before Alyssa, the other girl left because of religious reasons. Because her, <laughs> if I'm going to say allegedly again, just to make sure, but from what I remember in the podcast, this other girl that was in there, her church did not want her portraying like a witch, or like, or like, like a you know, like a supernatural oh. whatever. So oh. she walked. Did her church help her pay her rent? I. D- <laughs> Jeez, I don't know, but I have to give <laughs> I have to give Holly and and Shannon their props because they did not disparage her. They're like. You know, maybe we would have made other choices to stay on the show if we were in her shoes. But, you know, she chose what she needed to do. What was best right, for her. And for sure. Which is amazing. But, um, yeah, it's like it's so funny because, again, I never watched that show, but I totally was sucked down that rabbit hole for about two days, like reading old interviews. And that's why, too, as we're recording this, 
why this has come up again, because this episode with Holly on Shannon's podcast was back in December, but right. they were all at uh, a convention in Orlando recently. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing is like Alyssa has to do her panel by herself because I guess they won't sit together. So so uh, Shannon went on and did a thing with Holly. Alyssa did another thing on her own. And then Shannon was there with Jason Priestley for some for 90210. Right. And Shannon did say in her podcast that she does take responsibility for her behavior on 90210 and knows that she should have let people know that she was going through a terrible time with her dad's illness and something with her husband. And so she's like, I should have come clean because that would have helped me maybe not get fired. Right. Mm-hmm. But she couldn't have been all bad if Aaron Spelling then wanted her also for Charmed. Yeah. And they actually ad- addressed that in the podcast, too, because Shannon almost turned down the script for Charmed. And it was Holly, I think, that talked her into even reading it. And because she wow. said something to Holly, like, do I want to go down this path again? Like, he's already fired me once. And it right. was Holly that said, no, like, they clearly want you if they're coming to you after all that and they still want you to star in the show. Yeah. So it was a very, I suggest, and not that I want to tell people not like to go to another podcast, but happy to cross promote. So you should definitely yeah. <laughs> listen to that ep- episode with um, Holly and Shannon because it was very eye opening. And Holly, again, such an astute person. And I love, too, by the way, that they both are still tight and they both try to help with animal rescue. Mm hmm. There's a joke in there somewhere about animal rescue and. I don't know. I don't think I'm allowed to use the words, but, (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's interesting even that this many years later, if both sides can, um, can admit to their, what what they did wrong, but it seems only one side is admitting to what they did wrong. Like, I mean, it sounds like Shannon Doherty is the only one that's being real about it. And perhaps Alyssa Milano has to just, you know, look back and go, okay, well, yeah, I did do that. And Hopefully, I'm a better person now, if, in fact, that's what happened. Yeah. I, it's sad, though, too, like, um, for the fans of that show, because yeah. it's almost like, like, let's say for me, if we use Janet as an example, like where, you know, for me, the Velvet Rope Tour was so special because of Janet and her, that particular group of dancers, you know, and it would be like finding out from Tina Landon that, oh, they were not as tight as I thought they were, and they right. barely could get through, you know, like, that would bother me as a mm-hmm. fan, so... I can't. I so I do feel bad for the people of Charm that love that show so much that go to these conventions, you know, that still want to keep the show alive, and knowing that behind the scenes there was such turmoil. Like I feel really bad, and that's why I'm super grateful. Janet, the dancers were all happy times, like yeah. together. So, <laughs> at least in the case of this show, I think the the fans of the show knew then that there was yeah turmoil. Yeah, and I think Rose, by the way, and I'm I don't know this fully, but I'm I'm pretty sure Rose is Team Shannon. Yeah. I think so. Well, hopefully, uh, I don't know, I, I, I appreciate where Shannon is coming from at this stage of her life and what she's, you know, what she's talking about and what she's doing on her podcast, I think is pretty cool because it's it's a it's an awareness, mm-hmm. you know, like she's dealing with a lot health-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to be present in one's own life, I think is uh, yeah. is remarkable. Have we you only guys get listened one crack to at it, it yet? Have you listened to the podcast? Not yet. You should. It's very good. Think... Like she because she's she really says she's like I have nothing to hide here, and that's why she called it. Let's be clear. She's like yeah. She's like I'm telling you because she was also very blunt with uh, Jason Priestley. She had him on recently, 
And it was the first time I think they'd gone on record talking about a few things. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty eye-opening there. Because she even said to him, she's like, I should have told you uh, what was going on with my marriage and that my dad was sick and all that because maybe you would have gone to bat for me more with Aaron. Because she said that Aaron chose Jason to be kind of the quarterback of that cast. Right. And uh, and he said in the – he's like, yes, he's like, had I known, maybe I would have been able to be more compassionate towards your situation. Mm-hmm. Well, it's great. It's great as adults to be able to look back on your yeah. younger self and go, "Huh, here's what I, here's what I did, and now knowing better, here's what I could have done." Yeah, good for them. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's what we're gonna do based on what they did, which is okay. your '90s rewind. Yeah. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So Woo! we'll go back to around this time in 1991, and the acoustic stylings of the. Brett Michaels, I don't take this bandana off, lead singer of Poison, and something to believe in. We were listening to that acoustic jam. Yeah. Uh, remember the song ended with a with a yeah yeah. I think <laughs> <laughs> when in doubt, yeah yeah. Uh, and I think on the other end of the spectrum of uh, depth, you have uh, two in a room and wiggle it just mm-hmm. a little bit. How about uh, the voice that we miss so much? George Michael's Freedom had everybody's hands up in the air. Uh, still in the top 40 at that time. And uh, man, just lining them up and knocking them down. Now, we spoke about Celine Dion. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was at the Grammys and she was on the charts at this time with Where Does My Heart Beat Now? Wow. Rhetorical question. Kind of. Also spoke about Mariah Carey, who was uh, had a couple of spots on the chart in both cases. Both songs were en route to number one. The one that was closest at this time was Love Takes Time. And then how about this? Because I don't think we've talked about her. Oh, you know what? We just did talk about her. So do I mention Janet Jackson, Kel? Of course we do. Of course we do. <laughs> yes, you do. Love will never do without you. Again, en route to number one. Nice. Uh, and Janet Jackson rounds out our... 90s Rewind. As she should, Sharon Highland. As she should, said Kelly Loves Janet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so you know what? Looking back on this show, we did uh, not talk about the super group that never was, but maybe we'll talk about it next show. It's worthy <laughs> of it because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's like the lineup is bonkers and sort of like, how yeah. come this didn't happen? Yeah. So that'll be next time. Yeah. For this time, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Any new music you want to sh- drop on us, Cal? A quick listener comment. Uh, Shane, Kentucky Shane, wanted to thank us very much for giving him a shout out last week to mention that his uh, his uh, career as a basketball coach has come to an end. He's hung up the whistle. He's hung up the whistle. And Good for he just you, said Shane. that he, he appreciates that. Um, you know, we have been a supporter of him, but he's been a supporter of us for the past 12 seasons. So that's what friends do. do that. And Ginger Bear, a.k.a. Stu, is uh, heading back home to New Zealand. He should be there as we speak. So I hope he had a safe flight back. Yeah. Safe travels, Ginger Bear. Yeah. Did we just call him Ginger Bear? Is that his handle? Like, that's does his, friends his know his that, that we call him that? His handle, Ginger Bear. <laughs> it's his, his, they know? It's his thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's Ginger Bear. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you, everybody. Appreciate uh, your time and that you found us and that you continue to come back and, uh, and join us for all things 90s. We appreciate that you are listening to 90s Now, still happening.